Welcome to the new Gold Thread World Series podcast. It's the largest continuous ponderous pine forest, I think, in North America, maybe the world. It starts out pretty mellow. It continues to get steeper and steeper. The descent down from the summit is quite technical, loose, and I think it'll be the runners with really good downhill technique on loose soil that I think will have the best shot there. Hello, friends. I'm your host, Martin Gaffuri, and I gotta tell you, today, as much as I'm smiling right now, I feel a little sad and sad. This is indeed the last pre-race episode of the 2022 Golden Trail World Series season. But before we focus on the final and move too far into the emotional side, well, let's look at the last stage of the 2022 season. We're going to Flagstaff, Arizona. And first, the usual reminder of what the Golden Trail World Series is, Six stages during the season, five-day stage race in Madeira Island for the final, where top 30 men and women in the overall ranking will compete for a piece of the 300k prize money. After Zygama, Mont Blanc Marathon, Siazinal, Stronda Fjord, Pikes Peak Ascent, the athletes of the Golden Trail World Series will compete in the Flagstaff Sky Peaks on Sunday, September 25th. And boy, there's a lot to be excited about. So if you listen to the last episode of the podcast, you got a good feel of the ambiance between all the international athletes traveling through the U.S. together to compete in these two races, the Pikes Peak Ascent and this weekend, Flagstaff Sky Peaks. So now things have been a little bit more serious. And today we actually went to do a little Ricky on the course and uh, it did turn a lot of hits, but uh, a little bit more on that later. The town of Flagstaff itself and all the training grounds around it are renowned for its quality athletes, both in track, road, and that trail and ultra running. So it is a special experience for all athletes to discover this area and blend in with the locals. And, and by blending in, I mean really go head-to-head in the race on Sunday. And so there is a lot to be said about the course, and that's why I have chosen to invite the race director uh, and a, definitely a key figure in the U.S. trail running scene, ladies and gentlemen. I am stoked to have had the pleasure to talk with Jimil Curry. Let's hear it. All right, and this is it. And I am super stoked uh, to have uh, a guest on the podcast, which is actually different from the usual. We're in the pre-race podcast. And um, instead of having an athlete, this time I believed it was much more relevant to have one of the race organizers of the Flagstaff Sky Peaks, and we're with Jamil Curry. Jamil, thanks for being with us. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. We're really excited for this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. Like, so all of us from the kind of the international scene, the Golden Trail World Series, we arrived in Flagstaff, and and that was a bit of a change because it's raining here, and it was like very unusual. So everybody was like, "Oh wow, we weren't expecting this." But um, yeah, everybody's here, and uh, I can tell you, everybody's super pumped now kind of getting familiar with America and everything's supersized. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good. It's good to be here. Saying you guys are getting all the high altitude experience now, uh, having been in Colorado Springs area, Manitou, and now Flagstaff. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was interesting. And then in between, we're in Mohab, so kind of back to lower altitude and then back up here. Everybody's like, yeah, we know what, what it's going to feel. So potentially people are going to be able to pace themselves a little, a little more accurately this time because a lot of people went a bit hard on, uh, on the incline. But like, as I was saying, um, before we get started, uh, into the specifics of that race, I believe it's really important to introduce you because, of course, a lot of people know you, especially in the US, but m- p- potentially a bit less in Europe. And you play a great role in the whole trail running community. So if you can introduce yourself a little bit and then uh, mention kind of all the different hats that you, you carry. Sure. Yeah. I've been running in the trail and ultra scene since 2005 and started directing the Havelina 100 back in 2008. And now with Aravipa running, we put on events almost every other weekend in the, the Southwest here in the United States. And I myself have run quite a few races in the US and around the world. So try and use all that experience to put on a really great runner experience at our events. And we've been hosting trail runs in Flagstaff as part of kind of the Flagstaff Sky Peaks for about 10 years now. And the event has evolved over the years quite a bit. We've had a variety of different courses and distances, and we're bringing something a little new to the table this year with with this course. So, But we're excited to be going you know, some high altitude trails up on the ski slopes of the Arizona Snowball. And we think it'll be a really epic grand finale for the Golden Trail World Series. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I can tell you a lot of people are excited about this. Um you you mentioned that the you've changed the uh, the distances or the courses over the years. Was there specific reasons or wanted to, you just, you guys just wanted to keep it new for for locals? What was what was the reason behind that? Yeah, it it kind of depends on the year. Um even this year we have a 50 miler that encircles the San Francisco Peaks, which is the the prominent volcanic mountain that is above Flagstaff. It's the highest mountain range in Arizona. And there was a pretty big fire this year uh, that consumed a lot of the eastern part of the mountain range uh, back in June. And so we we had to kind of modify the courses. So a lot of times it's been something like that. There's been different forest fires over the years that we've had to contend with that have kind of forced a reroute. There's still some forest closures in the area that are still in effect this fall. So those are kind of some of the main reasons that we've had to move the course over the years. Right, right. Okay. And now going into this year's course, like, can you like give us a run through like distance elevation, but more more importantly, like what kind of terrain and what sort of ups and downs? Because I know you, you like the technical. And so I I believe you, you get something in store for all these runners uh, for this race. Yeah, for sure. So this year's course, um, we are in Flagstaff. And so it's the largest continuous uh, ponderosa pine forest, I think, in North America, maybe the world. So we're starting out in a beautiful meadow um, at the base of the peaks. And we're going to be running up a combination of single track trails. And then it starts out pretty mellow. And as the runners climb up towards the Arizona Snowball Ski Resort, it continues to get steeper and steeper. And they will enter the ski area uh, through a short cross-country section. 
And then they'll be going straight up the ski slopes. So in the wintertime, there's skiers and snowboarders on these, these paths. And they'll be going all the way up to around 3,500 meters above sea level. And there's amazing views up there. It's about as high as you can get uh, before you hit the wilderness area uh, where we actually can't permit the event any higher. So you get as high as you can go. Uh, The descent down from the summit is quite technical, loose. So I think that will be a real interesting to see how these rains play out in the next couple days. And I think it'll be the runners with really good downhill technique on loose soil and kind of volcanic soil that I think will have the best shot there. Um, Once they get down through the ski area, they enter the Arizona Trail. And the Arizona Trail is uh, about a... It's 800 miles. I'm not sure what that is in meters. uh, 800-mile trail from Mexico to, to Utah across the entire state of Arizona. And we'll be descending down through some beautiful stands of aspen trees, probably get uh, some leaves that are just starting to change color. And they'll be taking that all the way back down to the finish line. So they'll be kind of winding through some open meadows and through some different forests uh, as they kind of jockey for position back to that finish line. Right. So so am I right to assume that essentially the technical part is going to be the last part of the climb and then the first part of the descent? But in between that, the first miles and the last miles should be pretty runnable and fast? Yeah, that's exactly right. So that middle section of the trail is going to be the steepest and the most technical right in the middle. Mm, exciting exciting so yeah then then people might like go out pretty hard but then those who are more comfortable and technical might reel them in yeah well it's going to be exciting it's going to be exciting to to see what the strategy um uh, are for all, all these these runners and so in terms of eight stations in uh, along the course like what can runners can expect yeah we'll have um one aid station kind of early on around eight kilometers before they hit the ski slopes Um, they'll be able to kind of grab some water and refuel there. And then we'll have our bigger aid station after the descent, uh, which is right next to the ski lodge, uh, right before they hit that Arizona trail section again. So they'll have a robust amount of like food and nutrition and water and, and sports drinks there. And then, uh, as I was saying, it's, it's raining. Um, and, uh, you mentioned like you might make that descent a little bit more, uh, exciting if I can say that, um, would you have any recommendation for like people who are coming, like who don't know these trails is, is this, can they expect mud or is this going to be dried very quickly or uh, anything that they should expect? I think if the rain stops by Thursday, by Sunday, it should dry out pretty well. And I think if anything, it'll help the course conditions. If it's completely dry, the some of the volcanic rock soil up there can be, it's like little gravel marbles. It can be really loose and, and tough to gain footing. So if anything, I think it'll be, it'll be helpful out there for those folks. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Good to, good to know. And, um, if, if there's anything like special about this race, you mentioned that it's, it's one of the highest, uh, places in Arizona you can run at, uh, before hitting the, the wilderness areas. Um, but is there anything special to look out for even for locals be like, Hey, like a good reason to come do this race? 
Yeah, I think like you said it right there, I think it's the high altitude and the views. Like you're kind of in the trees in the beginning and the end, but that middle section, you know, don't forget to take a look around. If you look just right from the high point, you can actually see part of the cliffs of the Grand Canyon, which is off in the distance to the north, which I think is probably one of the most special parts of the race. Whoa. Yeah, because it is quite far. Like how many miles from from the top? It's probably it might be like eighty, mi- like sixty to eighty miles line of sight to out there. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. Well, hopefully, like fingers crossed for for good weather and clear skies, because that would that would certainly be a uh, an incredible ex- experience. Um, j- jumping into local runners, because obviously this is part of the Golden Trail World Series, and there's a bunch of runners now that have come to from Europe and other parts of the world to compete uh, in in this last stage before the final in in Madeira. And, uh, and so we kind of know these, they're, they're the usual suspects. However, like there's always local runners that kind of come and challenge that, that, uh, these top, top athletes. And obviously you have local knowledge. So I couldn't, I couldn't know any, anyone better than you to ask, uh, who do you think could come in and mingle amongst those, uh, those athletes? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a ton of, as you know, like Flagstaff, I think is internationally known as, a hotbed of talent in the running world, not just from the trail running side. I mean, Jim Walmsley and Jared Hazen is a local. He's in the race. Jim Walmsley's not running, but he's from Flagstaff. And of course, you have a lot of Olympians, road runners that call Flagstaff home. Um, but yeah, I was looking. We've definitely got some locals to Flagstaff, Rory Moynihan, um, and then even from the broader just U.S. area, we've got a lot of uh, local contenders. Darren Thomas, I would um, he's done well at the Golden Trail National Series last year. I would keep an eye out for Preston Cates. Um, he is a Nike athlete now, and I've run with him before. I'd definitely keep an eye out for him. We also have Sam Hendry of from Salt Lake City, Utah. And he was fourth place yep. at Broken Arrow 26K this year. So I think he could definitely make a splash on the scene on the men's side of things. All right. And uh, just a few words about Darren, because uh, I'm not sure he's still recovered because I think he was injured for the earlier part of the season. He was also registered for Pikes Peak Ascent, uh, but he he couldn't make it. So I don't know if... He, ha- he chose between the two races or or maybe he's still signed up, but he hasn't pulled out. Uh, so that I just put a question mark on, on Darren Thomas, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, that might be yet to be seen. I know. Um, and as far as the women go, I know Danny Moreno will be coming. She, of course, ran two of the other uh, World Series races. I think she's looking to crack into the the top 10 to get herself to the, uh, the, the finals. Oh yeah. Um, we also have some local Arizona runners that may not be on the radar. Megan Cooper's of Phoenix, Lauren Curry of Scottsdale. Um, let's see who else we have here. Um, Tabor Hemming of Colorado. She did place well at broken arrow. She was also fourth place for the women at the 26 K. So I think she would be one to watch as well. Yeah, agreed. And actually, she came with uh, her uh, husband, and um, he was uh, he was third, Eli, at the um, the Pikes Peak ascent. 
So uh, we actually got the chance to have a bit of a chat with him already, and he's here and he's pretty stoked to uh, to come to um, to this race because that will make potentially him get score more points and qualify for the final because uh, there was an agreement between the two of them and, and if they if he actually would qualify for the for the final as well they would both go to Madeira and uh, and celebrate their honeymoon there so there for the story oh that would that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for that. Um, appreciate it. And then uh, whoever is listening, I'm sure they'll be looking up all these athletes to to kind of see uh, what their strengths are and uh, and be able to identify them uh, during the race. Um, so just to carry on uh, about this, so we've talked about the race, we've talked about the local runners. Um, I just wanted to get a little bit of an idea and, and share that. I know it's it's on the website, but it's always good to repeat that kind of information to whoever is listening uh, leading up to the race is what's happening and what's the schedule for the next few days uh, leading into the race and potentially after the race. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot going on. We're calling it Peaks Week. And so... On Thursday evening from 6 to 8 p.m., we have a Catula happy hour. Catula is a local to Flagstaff um, company, and they have a lot of traction products, so micro spikes for winter running. Um, they are definitely really nice to have out there, as well as some, some really great gaiters that'll keep those rocks out of your shoes. So that's going to be at Historic Brewing. Come on out. Um, anyone is welcome to come to that. And then on Friday in the morning, we have a group shakeout run at 9 a.m. And that'll be up at the Humphreys Trailhead at Arizona Snowball. So that will be where that aid station will be uh, after that that technical downhill and right before they enter the Arizona Trail through the trees. And we will have a photographer out there taking photos of people kind of out on the course in advance. So meet up there at 9 a.m. at the Snowball parking lot. And then from 3 to 7 p.m. that afternoon on Friday, we'll have our race expo at Heritage Square. That's right in downtown Flagstaff. Easy to get to. um, Plenty of places to eat and drink around there. So come pick up your race number. Come shop at the store. And we will have our athletes presentation at 5 p.m. on the stage in the square. So come on out and... You can meet the athletes. You can, you know, wish them well. We want to get as many people as we can. So, you know, everyone's welcome, whether you're racing or not, to come on out to Heritage Square. Um, if you show up at 5 p.m., there will be a nice presentation there. And then Saturday, we have our uh, non-Golden Trail races. So this is our 10K, 50K, and 50-mile races they start and finish at the Hot Shots Camp. That'll be the start line, finish line for all events over the weekend. So those are happening starting in the morning. They'll be going on all day long. Um, you can come on out and still sign up for those as well if you want to sign up at the expo or race morning. And then Sunday, we have, that's the big day for the 26K. That will kick off at 7.30 a.m. Everyone's welcome to come out. You can spectate at the start finish. We also have a cheer station, which will be up at that Humphreys parking lot where the shakeout run is and that second aid station. So if you want to come out, cheer the runners on, we would definitely encourage you to take part. And then we will have a Aravipa Film Festival. Uh, that'll be happening in the afternoon. 
at the Orpheum Theater in downtown Flagstaff. That's 4 to 7 p.m. We have four different films. We're planning to have a couple different Q&As. And we have a post-race party planned around 8.30 p.m. Sunday at Collins in downtown Flagstaff. Come celebrate the weekend, celebrate your achievements, and join us for all that. Um, did I miss anything? I think there's a lot going on. There's a lot, man. Like we, we got to learn from you guys because over in Europe, we don't have that many things going on. And right prior to the race and then already like the post, usually it's always like, oh, okay, where do we go after the race? Like it's organized. And so you have it all there and, uh, we'll definitely be attending all these events, joining the fun run, um, on Friday, getting involved, uh, Heritage Square. Like I only have good memories about this place. It's super friendly and, and indeed, uh, a great place to, to catch up with friends, to meet up, to, to just hang out. Uh, so cool. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Like it's, it's exciting to, to have all these things going on. And, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to, to it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think, I think I got all the information I wanted to, to have out of you, Jamil. So <laughs> again, uh, thanks so much for, for joining us here on this uh, special episode leading into the Flagstaff Sky Peaks. And, uh, well, definitely look forward to seeing you, uh, as early as, uh, Thursday night at the Cthulhu store. Sounds great. All right. All right, now, you think you know all about the course, right? Well, think again. So, as I was telling you, I've been running on the course this morning just to check out what this new course was all about. And I even made it to the top of Humphreys with my pal Philip Reiter. Like, you know, you're there, might as well tag a peak. Good times. Uh, you know, I, I also took back that KOM from the summit down to the saddle. Yep, daddy still got it. Uh, I know where I was. Um... Yeah, the course. <laughs> man, oh man, I believe I owe it to you to emphasize at least two points that Jamil's made. And, um, well, we're a bit of an understatement. First, the last three kilometers of the uphill before reaching the highest point of the race. Well, I couldn't see a better way to describe that climb than quote the local legend Coach Mike. This climb is like my 1988 camping trip. Intense. And second, can you feel the altitude? Because I know I did. I felt it all the way down to my plums. My big, blue, juicy plums were ready for the picking. So if I did, while huffing and puffing at 3,500 meters of altitude, I'm pretty sure you will too. So good luck with that. And, uh, you know, just in case you want to play hard and look good at the start of the race when it's still runnable and you run out of juice up top, well, I'll be right there standing Told you. Uh, now you know a lot about the course. You pretty much know it all. It is time to see who will be expected to perform on each of these sections of that very varied course. Let's give a closer look to the male and female athletes for this weekend's race. You ready? Here we go with the women's. Ninke Brinkman, Maud Matisse, Sofia Laukley, Sarah Alonso, Danny Moreno, Blondine Leondel, Caitlin Fielder, Elise Ponce. Bailey Kowalczyk, and Marcella Vatsinova. Now, into the men's. You ready? Here we go. Top 10. Manuel Merias, Bart Predoyoski, Rémi Bonnet, Daniel Ozans, Francesco Pupi, Jacob Hojnaski, Eli, Eli Hemming, sorry, Eli, I keep butchering your name, Anthony Felbert, Sylvain Cachard, and Roberto De Lorenzi. 
So by now, you probably know all the names I've just quoted, male and female, because most of them have already taken part in one of the stages of the Golden Trail World Series. So let's get into it. With this kind of course, I forecast a lot of changes throughout the race. The speedsters like Ninke Brinkman, Danny Moreno, Maud Matisse, alongside some other locals athletes will most likely take it out super hard on this first section, which is slightly uphill, but essentially extremely runnable on dirt roads. In the men's field, I really see Daniel, uh, Francesco, Anthony, and Remy take it out hard. Now, as soon as they hit the last three kilometers of the highest point that I was just telling you about, um, I think it will become a hiking game. And I believe in the women's Maud Matisse, Sarah Alonso, Blondin Leondel will make a push straight up that ski slope. In the men's, Remy and Francesco will have to fight off Eli, Daniel, Manuel, who are all very strong climbers. But then once they get to the top, they'll be dropping down a very similar slope with slippery sand, like volcanic sand, as uh, Jamil was describing, patches of grass. And every once in a while, they'll even have to run over ditches or across dirt roads. So that will be a heaven for the likes of Elise Ponce and Sofia Lokli, who showed us serious technical downhill skills at one of the last stages of the Golden Trail World Series in Strandafjord. In the men's, this is where I anticipate Manuel Merias to reel in the lead pack and even potentially take over the lead. Now, once they go further down in the meadows, I believe this is where uh, there's could be potentially more uh, changes as well because there's about a 5K of just a little bit less steep and much more runnable trails to open up the stride and give everything they have. And then in the men's, I, I definitely, Francesco, Remy, and Daniel will try to close uh, on what I believe uh, the, the gap that Manuel could have opened uh, for the win. And in the women's, we're definitely back um, with Ninke Brinkman who, and uh, potentially Sofia Laukli, although I believe she'll still be in the lead, who uh, could really, really um, push hard in the last, last stages, uh, more runnable stages of that course, and uh, potentially come and take the win. Now that's a wrap. I think the best option really will be to follow the Golden Trail World Series Instagram account at Golden Trail Series. And remember to look out for the post-race episode early next week because there will be a lot of things that I'll be sharing with you. All the details about who will be the top 10 men and women invited to the final in Madeira, as well as how the actually the roles and how the, the final stage race in Madeira will work, as well as obviously a few more goodies that we uh, include in these post-race episodes. Thank you so much once again for joining me today on this last uh, pre-race episode of the Golden Trail Series podcast leading up to uh, Flagstaff Sky Peak on Sunday. And if you've enjoyed this episode, you can like, subscribe, leave up to a five-star review on the Golden Trail Series podcast, wherever you got your podcast, and obviously tell your friends about it. I'm your host, Martha Gaffuri, and until next time, see ya.